Let me do it. Let me try it. All right, go ahead. Um, the ideas and opinions, oh, the ideas God. and views expressed on this show no. are our own and do not represent the views or opinions of any current or previous employers. I mean, it's close enough. It's close enough, <laughs> right? I don't think it was right by any stretch. I think it's close enough. I mean, you wrote it, so. I, don't know why I can never remember it. And I don't know where I wrote it. I've got it on a document. It's funny because I, I know, like me, you have listened to all of these podcasts like a hundred million times. Yeah. That have that same disclaimer in every single one of them. Ish. Nothing you Ish. Should. Some of them are different. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're talking about pre-construction planning today, which is really important. Um, you say that about everything. I, you know, I find that I do say that about everything, but you know, when you think about it, there it is. are it's super important. There are so many different aspects to construction management that have such a huge impact on the overall job. You know, I say like I feel like I start every show by saying, "Oh, this is super important." Mm-hmm. Pay yeah, attention to you this. You definitely do that. But it's uh, super important. It's super important. <laughs> every <laughs> every aspect well, of the job. You know, look, construction management that you react to issues. And construction management where you plan and prevent issues. Yeah. I mean, that's either bad or good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. So there's so many um, there's so many aspects to it. So I was thinking about it the other day. We were um, – you and I were in a meeting a week ago. And I left the meeting and I started thinking about it. And I was like, man, these CMs, construction managers today, are responsible for so much. Not that they weren't in the past. Mm-hmm. But with all of the computing and the the I don't want to call it surveillance, but the uh, the monitoring of all the different metrics, right. you know, it's really it's like opened the door on the day to day that a construction manager's sure. got. So there's there's no you can't hide any aspect of it. Nope. There's just too much reporting that goes on. Right. So. You know, as as a result, it's really highlighted all the different aspects that go into construction management because it's not just, you know, supervising the construction of a building. It's also budgeting. It's safety. It's management. You know, it's customer service. Sure. It's, you know, quality control. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into it. Right. So, and it all starts with pre-construction planning. Right. And, and that goes also into setting the customer expectations. And you said customer satisfaction is another big one. Look. Setting, setting the expectations for your company mm-hmm. and what you think it's going to take to build that house that they've asked you to build mm-hmm. and explaining that to the customer and not surprising them with, you know, when they, I, I, this is one that we hear from time to time. Well, the sides of my yard between mine and my neighbor's house really slopes down here. Yeah. Well, you have a walkout basement. <laughs> like it's so that we can go from the street level to the slope into your backyard, which is at the basement level. Like, you understand that you have a nine-foot basement, right? You follow what I'm saying? <laughs> you can walk in the front door and the back door. <laughs> yeah, come You're on. You're welcome. But, I mean, you know, and sometimes it's just about setting those expectations. And maybe when you look at the site plan, you realize that, you know, compare that to what it is on the job site, maybe it's a little more or less than the company might expect you were going to need for grading or for sod or for yeah. whatever. So, well, so let's, let's start, into it. Let's start at the beginning because I, I wrote an outline on um, pre-construction planning because I'm right now I'm, I'm kind of in the, the middle stage of building three models at the same time. 
It's just super fun. Um, but before I did it, before we started, I was like, okay, what do I have to think about? And the very first thing was reviewing the plans so that I understood what I was building. So when I think of, of pre-construction planning, the first thing that jumps out to me is you got to know what you're going to build, right? Whether it's a single family home, a row of towns, a condo building, a retail store, you know, whatever, a hotel, bridge, whatever, you have to understand exactly what it is you're building. And that starts with plan review. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I know that whenever, um, the first thing I do when I, and this is something that I learned a long time ago, this is a little trick that somebody had told me. He was like, the first thing you should do when you're reviewing plans is make sure your foundation matches your structure. <laughs> and it's a, it's a good piece of advice. And when I first heard it, I was like, well, of course it's going to match. But the reality is yeah. through, through the course of the past, you know, 20 years, I've had quite a few buildings where my structure didn't match my foundation. And usually that has to do with configuration of options or yeah. step downs on a townhouse building or yeah, man. setbacks. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole list of reasons why that can cause you problems that, yeah, you know, and the first time you I heard can it, prevent if you look a little bit in advance. Dude, the first time I heard <laughs> it, I thought you're crazy. But man, it's, it's a, that was the best piece of advice I ever got about reviewing plans just to make sure that everything matches up. So, you know, because I jumped from, once I, I verify that, I almost do it like a, uh, it's like second nature. I just open up the plans. I'm just like, I compare the two, my structural foundation versus my first floor framing. I'm like, okay, all these out, outside measurements match. So I know once I put all that concrete in the ground, I've actually, when right. I start framing, it's going to match up. Um, and then I start looking at, you know, is everything going to work? Do I have, you know, are there... You know, if I look at my elevation sheet and then I look at my individual right. floors, are the windows in the right place? Uh -huh. You know, all these measurements line up. You know, I'll be honest. I don't do it. I don't spend a tremendous amount of time doing it, but I spend enough time that I'm familiar with what I'm doing. You know, does the building have an elevator? Does it have, you know, if my description says, or if my elevation says it's got three bathrooms, does the house really have three bathrooms? Um, I got a basic residential single family example. The areaway or exit door for a basement with a stairwell mm -hmm. or even an egress window you can put that on the foundation layout all you can put it on that foundation layout all day long but if you don't check what's on the first floor when you when you do it i mean i've definitely seen a couple of times where we have an issue where we have stairs that come out right underneath a sliding glass door oh yeah dude or an egress window right underneath the electric meter or uh, one one of the things I ran into before was like a means of egress for a first floor bedroom and the egress window for the basement was right underneath it. And he's like, well, if you have to go out this window, you might end up right back in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, and I'm like, that sucks that you're calling me out on it. But damn, it's right. It's right. Dude, right. dude I built a house years ago and uh, I put the I moved the egress because of a uh, a sliding glass door on the first floor. But there was an option for a deck. Yeah, and I oh, put yeah. the egress uh -huh. directly underneath the right. the deck. So when I built the house, the deck guy comes out and he's like, "Really? <laughs> I'm going to cover it. You're not going to be able to get it. You're yeah, under the deck. Hey, uh, how much is a trapdoor?" Yeah, and I was like, "I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, oh, right. Look at that." But you know, the reality of it was, I didn't do a plan review. Right. Before I started that house, and that's usually what causes a problem in the first place. It's just not knowing what you're about to what you're about to get you yeah. can look at that foundation and it looks right and you could check it and the dimensions are perfect and it's exactly where you but if you did not check what's above it 
There's a yeah. good example of how you can hurt yourself. Yeah. Because that's, you know, it's a $10,000 mistake. Oh, dude, for me, it was like fifteen. And I had to go to my manager and say, oh. Hey. You know what I did there? You know, you I know what? You're not going to believe what I did. <laughs> I'm so clever. I came up with an alternative plan for the deck. And I was like, look, I'm building a, a little barbecue station <laughs> right outside this door. And then I'm going to cantilever the deck off to the side. And he's like, why are you doing this? He's like, what are you and up And I to? said, well, <laughs> I moved the egress underneath yeah. the deck. So blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but whereas a little planning could have rented it. But the, the bottom line is just by flipping through the pages, right. you're going to understand the structure totally. that you're building. And you're also going to be able to understand specialty things on it. So, you know, it, it's funny because you, you can look at even, and we'll just use the example of a, of a single family house. Because if you're a, a superintendent or a construction manager and you're used to building a square four, right? Uh-huh. There's a square, four bedroom home, nothing special. Then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, I want you to build this house. It's a prototype. It's not a square four. You know, it's shaped like an L or whatever. It's got an elevator. We're going right. to put three decks on it. All of a sudden, that's a completely different beast. And if you haven't done a thorough plan review, uh-huh. you're going to start constructing it. Constructing it, People are going to come to you with questions. You'll be lost. Well, that goes to your second point that you noted here. Are you qualified, sir? Right. That's the like, thing. Ask yourself that before anybody else has to. So that that's really important because, you know, when you're assigning superintendents or construction managers mm-hmm. to jobs, I mean, that's kind of the first thing we ask, right? Does this guy have experience with this kind of construction? Right. Because the last thing you want to do is take somebody that has never built a condo built, built a thousand before. singles and you're like, you're the townhouse guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or you're two over twos. You're going to go build condos now. Right. And, you know, without teaching them how to do it. You're, you're, I don't want to say you're asking for trouble because if they're if they're really good, they're going to learn how to build it. But you don't really – sometimes you don't have the time. You know, it's better yeah. to have somebody that's actually qualified to build it. I, I was asking – you know, I was talking with the guy um, who trained me. And uh, I was asking him, like, what about when I was first promoted to construction manager and was like, you know, building stuff I hadn't built. You know, I moved to a different product. What about that stuff? And he was like – I was like, how didn't I screw that stuff up? Like I was, he's like, well, you'd ask questions. Oh, okay. And he's like, you weren't afraid to ask questions. I thought that you were going to say you did. No, <laughs> well, of course I did. Of course I did. But, you know, I prevent those things, number one, with a little bit of training. But yeah, yeah. Um, by asking questions, you can't be afraid to ask questions. You don't want to, you don't want to make a big time mistake to reveal that you didn't really know oh, yeah. what you were working on. I would much rather be like, hey, I'm not really sure how roof lines tie together when there's gables and yeah. there's an offset. Yeah. Like, Please explain Can you to explain me. to me how we can prevent – I anticipate a huge valley full of roof water coming down here in a strong rain, yeah. and I don't want it to, like, rain on anybody's living room. Yeah. That's the thing, man. you gotta, you got to ask right. questions. Know you what you be, don't know. You can't be afraid. Um, so then – so once you, you understand what you're – the structure that you're building, second thing is to look at the site. Sure. Right. So let's let's suppose we've already got you know we're far enough along in the project where we've already got our cut fill sheet. Mm-hmm. You know we've you know house already staked or the building's already staked. You know you need to be able to look at it and say okay, am I bringing dirt in or am I taking dirt out? You know sure. what's the cut fill? So and for those of you who aren't super familiar with that, you're gonna typically you'll get a sheet and it'll say, you know for point four five or whatever you want to call it. You know the rear left of the house. It'll say cut five feet. That means to get to the finished floor of your basement, you have to cut, you have to dig down five feet in order to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, or it'll say fill, which means you're going to actually have to build up the foundation to get to it. But what that does, when you're cutting and filling, 
it comes back to excavation because you need to know, do I need to take dirt out of here? Do I need to bring dirt in? Mm -hmm. Am I going to have to pay extra for foundation walls because we have to build it up? Mm -hmm. Um, And And a lot of times with single families, because I have... That's where you're digging the most, let's face it. If yeah. you've got basements on townhouses or something along those lines, definitely. If you're building slab on grade, it's going to be pushing dirt around, maybe a little bit of fill, maybe a little bit of dig. Um, but how that lot has been prepped for that product and how much dirt comes out of that hole yeah. and whether that's going to be exactly the right amount to backfill and grade and all that stuff or if it's going to be light or if it's going to be heavy. Yeah. And you'll learn when you're building a community, you learn after the first couple how that street or that section is balanced and yeah how much money you're spending <laughs> yeah i mean and you can go out there and you can get your first set of cuts and really get a pretty good indication of how much dirt you're going to have coming out of that hole so that, so that, that, helps. that leads right into if you you have to be familiar with the site because you need to know if, if you have to haul that dirt out of there right. or you can stockpile it somewhere on the site uh-huh. because you have space i had a new section we were putting a model in and we have like a where the road is and the utilities run through off the road, it's graded almost to what the final grade would be, shy a couple of inches, um, where the utilities come down the street, let's say. Gotcha. And then since they're basement digs and we don't want it completely flat at final grade, if you dug that, you'd have haul off of every job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's balanced, so there's a cutoff. Well, we were putting a parking lot in, and the parking lot's supposed to be at this grade. And, you know, basically it required four to five feet of fill that to get to the parking lot to get it to because the way the parking lot so the parking lot is flat and we had a temporary trailer on the parking lot um since that was prepped for a house build okay it was stepped down gotcha and we had you know i had some people call me like hey i got asphalt lined up i've got this i've got that i'm like whoa pump the brakes let me go take a look and of course it's raining for seven straight days <laughs> and course. we need to haul 50 loads of dirt into this thing oh. before we do anything and it was like but we had stuff on schedule for like 72 hours from now and that was when i was like put the, yeah put the brakes but on that's it. but you know what you did you did you were planning you went right. out and looked at exactly. it put your eyeballs on it mm-hmm. to make sure that it was ready Good for you, man, because you imagine you put that parking lot in almost, almost too late. <laughs> you know what? It's close enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so once we have an idea, so you know, a couple of the things that is really important to look for when you're you're looking at your site and where you're going to build is you know accessibility for your trades. You know, if you're in an urban environment, so I was building down Alexandria, Virginia, and right next to a big commercial project where they there was no parking, and they actually bust in all their workers. So they would bring them in in the morning. And at 3 o'clock, they would bust them all out. And it was crazy. When you said bust in, I thought there was going to be like some sort of concrete explosion when you said that. Like, busting into what? And I was like, oh, he means like people come in on a bus. Oh, dude, it was every morning. <laughs> it was crazy. You know, 7 a.m. So would they park at like a parking rod and get picked up? So like two miles down the road was a huge, it was like an abandoned mall. Hmm. And they got permission for everybody to park there. And they ran buses, like big vans, not really buses, um, like three times a day. And they would go get the workers. I could think of three off. streets that I need that on. Yeah. Like right. literally, <laughs> well, that's the thing. And it's I like impossible like, in residential construction. Everybody carries everything on their truck, and you know what I mean. A lot of those outfits are. Well, like, I mean, I guess you could still do it, though, right? You can still do it. You know, when I was building in Hyattstown, or Hyattsville, right down the street from College Park in Maryland, we used to have to crane framing material from the street right off the back of the truck yeah. and drop it right on the pad because there was no place for them to come in. You know, they were between because you know it's just an urban environment. So there's power lines everywhere. There's tons of traffic. There's, you know, besides uh, foot traffic, there's automobiles. 
And uh, it got to the point where we would set up cones, right. and we would literally crane the, the lumber right off the back of the truck onto the pad, and that framers would start erecting sure. it, the truck would move. Right, and, you know, residential is tough, because when you're building them, you're closing them, yep. and you're starting one next door, right and next door. In between then dropping them. a dumpster, and a package of lumber, and some trusses, and you're bringing a crane in, and a concrete truck, and it's like, what a traffic nightmare Dude, all the tight. time. It gets real tight. So that's the thing, if you're building in a rural area, and you got lots of land... It's great. You got you can spread out. So that's why, you know, it's really important to know, am I going to cut? Am I going to fill? And what's my access like? And right. what's safety like, you know? Yeah. And to provide some recommendation to middle management so that they can provide recommend recommendations to upper management about the order in which you should construct this community. Dude. Oh my God. How many times have you seen, dude. have you been working on a job site and you're like, F everybody that planned this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I remember the first, the first home that I settled on a cul-de-sac when I started in this business was a very pregnant woman who was at wit's end with the building process oh, and being it. pregnant and all this stuff. And she settled at the far corner of a cul-de-sac and we were like starting houses on literally this little pipe stem street. It uh. was just like all of this stuff happening. And every day it was like noise, new baby. Oh yeah. Traffic, traffic, can't get out. nail guns going, people staying too late. It Deliveries. was like, Oh my God. Music it being played. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it was dude. definitely a nightmare. But once again, that's a little bit of the nature of the beast, too. You got to prep them for that. You know, I got, I, not an argument, but I got into a heated conversation with them. Um, I was actually sitting on the board of an HOA meeting years ago, and uh, one of the homeowners, it's the community I was building, and one of the homeowners says, uh, starts complaining about all the construction. And he said, You are building in a neighborhood. And <laughs> to, to my surprise, um, the vice president sitting next to me said, no, sir, you bought a home on a construction site. And I was like, it's true. It's true. So, and then, and then he was like, you just okay. want to instigate. You're like, you're in high school. Like, Damn! I want to give him a fist bump and say, yeah, but you know, uh, I didn't, but it was, it was true. And no, you know, cause everybody, everybody that bought, you know, the salesperson in the particular right. community was great at saying, look. Until the last house is done, this is a construction right, site. Right, right. And it's a neighborhood. But it, we're constructing your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And all parts of it. It used to be a cornfield here. It used to be perfect. <laughs> there used to be rows of corn popping up. <laughs> right. There's a song or something about that. Um, so anyway, so, and then the last thing, of course, is security. You know, mm-hmm. we've all built, we've all had material stolen off jobs. You know, I've had jobs where I've had dead bodies, arson, all kinds of stuff where we actually hired a security firm to come and, and babysit the job. And I showed up one night to spot check him. Dude was asleep in his car. No kidding. Uh, no, yeah. I, I hear uh, rent-a-cops are totally not notorious for that at all. I fired him. <laughs> I fired this whole company. So, yeah. um, so that's the other thing you got to take into you know, consideration. You know, is it is a job safe? Do I have to do, do I have to go above and beyond? Because even mm-hmm. in the safest of neighborhoods, you'll still find that there's theft. And even putting up temporary, we'll call them, realistic-ish security measures mm-hmm. is sometimes enough to deter theft on the job site. Right. So. Well, just knowing that you're watching. Yeah. Just knowing that you're watching. That's it. So, anyway, then the last part, I guess, or not really the last part, but, the, you know, kind of the final stage of pre-construction planning would be kind of twofold. A, making sure that you're fully contracted for the job, that you've got subcontractors lined up for every aspect of the job, a specialty uh specialty trades so when you're doing that plan review you know everybody loves all this outdoor living all the builders are doing it's all the rave but a lot of those 
the pieces that go into it, those are specialty trades, yeah. you know? So when you do that initial plan review, you need to identify anything that's technically a, like a specialty trade or that's outside the, the norm for what you would normally build. Um, make sure that it's contract. You got the right pricing. Right. Um, because some of these doors we're putting in, man, I don't know if you've seen the bills. <laughs> They're expensive. They're very expensive. And making a mistake on something mm-hmm. like that can cost you big yeah. time. Definitely. Um, and one more thing to add. Yeah. Not just specialty stuff, but a very, very vital part of our operation. Think about and plan for and pay attention to the utilities schedule. How many times have you had to decide whether you're going to put sidewalk in before or after utility laterals? Oh, yeah. Or whether I was going to, I mean, dude, we have completely finished yards and got our zoning inspection (laughs) off before we run an electric lateral to that or connection or maybe it's connected but like gas is another one a lot of times you'll get the infrastructure in for your section but it's not hooked to the main yet and they've got like a connection they're waiting on some other thing for and knowing where that is is huge i would say that that falls under um reviewing your site right to make sure that you're not um impeding your ability to, to connect those utilities. Right. Dude, because I'm telling you, man, there's nothing worse. You put a sidewalk in, and then all of a sudden... You'll bust it up. The utility company comes in and cuts <laughs> a section of it out. Right. Then your nice, beautiful sidewalk, curb, gutter, and street are turned into Swiss cheese. You know, if you're a developer and a builder, you're usually working together with your developer. <laughs> Let's yeah. face it. I mean, a lot of times, the best way to do it is to not break ground doing the land development until the exact timeline that you're going to need to start producing those lots. And that usually means, you know, while you're digging your first basements in a section, they're mm-hmm. still running power and, you know, gas and utilities and, and stuff like that. So it's, it, you know, it, you got to be able to plan for it and deal with it. Dude, how many times have you driven into a neighborhood and you see lines where were cut marks from like oh, side, oh, sidewalk yeah. to sidewalk across the street all the way down the road. You can tell <laughs> like exactly where the main was, <laughs> and you can tell exactly where they You're cut. Like, Look, the- I didn't misplan this, but somebody did. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. When it I happens. In the communities, I see that. You know, and it does happen mm-hmm. because, you know, we want to get that product finished. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. I'm so fortunate. I have the best land development guy. Good and he you, is man. on it and. Just makes my life so much better, man. Oh, dude, it's it's huge. If you it really been, is. If you oh, I've worked with bad ones, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, so so that final stage, you know, once you you identify all your costs, you've got all your contractors lined up. Um, it's time to start planning your uh, your pre con meeting, pre construction meetings. You know, sure. bring your client out, explain everything that's going on with the with the build. Um, you know, bring your trades out, set expectations for them as far as trash, uh, safety deliveries, access to the job site, working hours, that sort of thing, so that everybody's on the same page. And then the hardest part comes, and that is maintaining the expectations that you set at those meetings. Ooh, that's a tough one. It's tough, man, and it takes diligence, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been to pre-construction meetings where CNs have gotten up and said, this is the way it's going to be, and 
you're not going to trash the site and blah, blah, blah. And traffic's going to do this. And you can only work from these times. And then day one of construction, they let all of it slide. There's like, yeah, there's like a skid loader and a forklift just S turning all over your cell phones. <laughs> while, they're, <laughs> while they're throwing McDonald's trash. Yeah, peeing in bottles, throwing them everywhere. You know, at midnight. <laughs> and, uh, and the pregnant lady's like, I just moved in. You're in a neighborhood. Well, and then they have the nerve to say, I can't believe this is going on. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you're the boss. Yeah. You set those expectations. Right. The only way to actually fulfill those, I think you have to, you have to continually reinforce them every day. Yeah. It's your job. It's your job. Consistent dick. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's it. And you know, it's tough, but the, the good news is once you, once you really have it established, yeah. the trades know, you yeah. know, everybody knows. Once again. And your job becomes Set the easier. expectations and live up to them and everything will work itself out. Yeah, man. It's so important. All right. So just to kind of recap, we were talking about pre-construction planning today. And it starts with understanding what you're building. You know, review your plans. You know, ask yourself, am I qualified to build this? Or do I need to seek out, you know, some advice or uh, a specialist, that sort of thing. You know, understand exactly what you're building. Roll into site. Um your site review where you understand, you know, the product you're building. Will it fit on the job site? Is it a cut? Is it a fill? Am I bringing dirt in? Do I have space to actually work? Can my trade partners park there? Do I need to make alternate uh, arrangements to get them in and out? You know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, what building code am I working on? What special rules do I have for this particular site? Is it an urban site? Is it a rural site? Because that's going to dictate kind of how you're building. Uh, and then make sure you're budgeted. Make sure all your trade partners have their contracts. They all all the costs are known, or as much as you can, so that you don't have you don't come up with any major um, uh, contractual busts, if you will, or gaps yeah. in your budget. Gaps um, in your budget is definitely the way to put it, dude. Because it'll kill you. Because that's what it is. It just means that your the people that you work for aren't expecting to have to pay for that. Yeah, I mean, it's actually it's the difference between working for free or actually making a buck. Right. And I think our goal is to make a buck. No, we're here for making money. Yeah, man. Um, and then make sure you get all your uh, all your expectations are set. Set with your clients. Set with your trades. Set with the local municipality. Make sure everybody understands exactly what's involved. Um, you follow all those things and really understand what you're doing. Uh, you're gonna have a successful build, I think. Yeah. You know. Great. So let's talk about the greatest website of all time. BuilderTactics.com. <laughs> like so Jennifer's going to come on the show. Um, she's the creator of that website. Um, she's fantastic. We've talked about the website a bunch. Figure might as well bring her on. Um, it's perfect. Introduce her to the audience because she's fantastic. Um, and she's she's really a partner um, with the podcast. Um, so BuilderTactics.com. Check it out. The manual is still there. There's still time to have your resume reviewed. Uh, not much, but some. Um so far, we've reviewed quite a few. Um, so if you download the podcast, that's still available for about another day and a half. Then that's going away. Actually, I will say this. Come the first of the year, <laughs> that program is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. Because it's a lot of work. So anyway, the manual, download it. There's great stuff in there. Um, training program. Uh, end of January, beginning of February, that kind of time frame, we'll, we'll launch that. Um, I think that's it. It's good. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.